0: Morning, Tim. Good to be with you. I hope everybody out there is safe and healthy and thinking about each and every one of you.
1: Uh, the meeting of earlier this week, uh, dive right into that. Uh, you heard from Dr. Stephen Goggins, among others, Dr. Goggins, Interim Director of the Northeast Health District. Uh, sum it up for us. I know we had a lot of ground to cover. What, what was your big takeaway?
0: Uh, I mean, my, my big takeaway is that um, the folks on the ground are really working hard, but some of the I guess what I'd say, systemic issues or, or statewide issues uh, remain, um, you know, lack of testing availability, uh, lack of swab kits and the like. And uh, and so it, it means we've got a ways to go. Um, what is clear, I mean, the, the silver lining, I guess, if you will, is that it does seem like here in Athens we are flattening the curve, to use the language of the moment. Um, and you just mentioned those numbers.
1: Yeah, uh, 102 cases, which is exactly where we were 24 hours ago, uh, which is to say, I guess, 36 hours ago, because those numbers coming out 7 o'clock Wednesday evening didn't change on Thursday, Uh, still the 12 deaths, and and thankfully that number has not increased. That said, and I know the, the doctor got into this with you folks on Tuesday night, that number is at least possibly going to increase even if no one else dies as we account for the 10 deaths that are said to have taken place uh, associated with the nursing home the Grandview on North Chase Street in Athens what if anything can we shed by way of light on that
0: well I've, I've continued to seek some clarity from the Department of Public Health uh it's it's my evolving understanding that some of the nursing home deaths had been reported I think what happened is just when it became clear kind of by way of um sort of whistleblower activity, that many of those had occurred in Grand U. We sort of heard about those in a cluster, but individually, several of them had actually been accounted for in the system. And not all of those deaths, as you look at that map on the Department of Public Health's website, are tied to Clark County because some were Barrow County residents or in other places.
1: But my understanding is again Mayor Kelly Gertz, and perhaps flawed. But my understanding is, if I if I die in in a hospital, if I die at Piedmont or, or St Mary's, uh, then I'm counted as an Elbert County death if I happen to be from Elbert County. Uh, on the other hand, if I die in a nursing home and the nursing home is in Athens, I'm a resident of that nursing home. My mail is delivered to that nursing home. Uh, I'm counted as an Athens death.
0: I, I think that's true in the majority of cases. Um but there has been and you know I think Dr. Goggins was clear about this, some challenge in the accounting. Um, you know, there might be somebody whose spouse continues to live in another county mm. and so that may be their care residents of record even though they may be in that nursing home for some extended period of time.
1: And you know actually Mayor Gertz at the end of the day that's actually probably the least important part of this. The most concerning thing is that you do have that nursing home and maybe others. uh, We hear of issues with one specifically in Oglethorpe County. Never mind how these things are recorded as data points. It it sounds as though we have significant problems inside some of these facilities.
0: Yeah and, and folks have probably heard about this being a national challenge and um as there begins to be broad community conversation about okay, what does uh, what what does getting past this or moving past this look like, it, it's very clear that you know in a micro level kind of way, getting past this is going to be different for facilities like nursing homes where high degree of safety protocols are going to have to continue for some lengthy period of time.
1: You bring a perspective, too, Mayor Kelly Gertz, in addition to being, of course, on the athens Clark County Commission for a few terms and now the mayor. uh, You come to this from the perspective of an educator, and I I don't know how much your hands-on experience right now might speak to this, but the the questions of distance learning and the effectiveness there, I'm seeing now that the Clark County School District is saying no new coursework after the 1st of May. Some school districts around the state shutting down early. If you've had any communications with the folks in the schools based on your own, Perspective uh, in education. What What are you hearing from those folks about how we're we're getting along with this virtual learning?
0: Well, I, I'll, I'll give great credit to uh, Dr. Serena Thomas, who's helming the ship here at Clark County School District, and, and her colleagues in doing everything possible to get materials in the hands of kids and families. You know, they've deployed thousands of devices. Um, that they've worked with some of the internet providers to ensure that there's internet access in some of those homes. But I'll tell you, based on experience in the classroom, even in environments where we use a lot of technology, that learning is an inherently social thing, right? You develop a relationship with somebody, and you're more likely to embrace that algebra or that physical science coursework because you've got a relationship with somebody, and so they can sort of guide you into understanding. And that's a harder thing to do right now. And, and I can you know, even tell you that from the perspective of parent of a, of a first grader. Mm. Um, You know, know, I'm trying to convince Noah right now that he does not have a career as a video game player (laughs) or a YouTube star. And, uh, you know, and I mean, we, you know, we're in a household where you have two parents with a bunch of graduate degrees hanging on the wall. And uh, and and we're struggling. You know, I I very much think about those families where, you know, somebody's having to work in a a factory environment, working at a gas station. And the seven-year-old's in care of the 12-year-old during the day. I mean, those are just realities that a lot of families, not only here but across the country, are facing.
1: Question from a listener. Jeff wants to know, uh, the $1 million a month, that's his figure, and you can speak to the veracity of it, a million dollars a month or thereabouts in lost revenue, sewer and water, with the University of Georgia essentially shut down. Uh, That's probably just one of the many places where you folks are taking budget hits.
0: Yes, yeah, it is, and it you know it's going to vary, and it may be a little north of there some months. Um, you know, we we fortunately uh, have built up some uh, budget reserves, which is what you've got to do as a smart local government to uh, insulate yourself for these kind of circumstances. So generally, we, we ride on about two months of operating reserves, exactly for this kind of situation, and so. You know, we don't have any concerns about your water or sewer services going away or being diminished anytime soon. Um, but certainly uh, I'm going to spend much of the rest of my day preparing the budget for the uh, fiscal year 19, uh, excuse me, 2021, and uh, these things are on my mind front and center.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing that budget preparation is going to wear out a few erasers.
0: Uh, indeed, indeed. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that I'm preparing as conservatively as possible um, given the prospects that, you know, this isn't the only month where we're going to see lost revenue.
1: And in terms of that, uh, sales tax collections just passed a sales tax referendum, the money rolling in, and suddenly now I'm guessing a lot of that money ain't rolling in.
0: That's right. And our referendum was based on a dollar figure. So essentially what that means is that we might be pushing out the end point for when we collect the very last dollar of that referendum. Um, I feel really badly for those counties that are on a a sort of time-based SPLOST referendum where they've said, okay, you know, these are the four years that we're going to collect funds for, and they've prepared projects for those four years based on that anticipated revenue. We've got a little bit more flexibility because of the way our program was built here.
1: Mayor Kelly Gertz with us another couple of minutes here. Uh, the the shelter-in-place orders, again, you folks on the athens Clark County Commission imposed some, uh, largely, although I guess not entirely superseded by the governor's statewide shelter-in-place orders, due to expire at the end of the month. I, I bumped into a commissioner a couple of days ago, asked him about that, and said you folks expected to be taking, you folks on the commission, uh, expected to be taking a lot of guidance from the governor in terms of what we do locally, lifting some restrictions maybe after the first of the month or not.
0: I think if you look right now at what the epidemiologists are suggesting, we're really not going to see peak new infections in the state until right around May 1st, and then continued infections are diminishing into early June. So it, it would not surprise me at all if the governor extends that order. Certainly if he doesn't, I think we're probably going to be looking at a local order being reimposed and, and probably peering down in a structured way. You've heard probably again and again in the national press – This isn't going to be like walking into a room and turning the light switch back on. You know, it's going to have to be uh, structured. Um, You're not going to do everything again all at once. Um, And so some of those big gathering kind of activities will probably be the last things that, that come back on.
1: And finally, quickly, Mayor Kelly Gerst, just eh, about a minute left here, not quite, uh, we'll do it this way. Uh, give Athens, give Athens a letter grade, uh, you're a teacher, an educator, in terms of compliance with the shelter-in-place request, restrictions, use the word you want, what would the letter grade be? How well are we doing?
0: Well, you know, I, I think if you took Athens by itself, you could probably give us a B-plus or an A-minus, um, but the rea- reality is we're, we're part of a region, you know, we're all tied to one another. You know, these jurisdictional boundaries, uh, you know, exist on a map. They exist, you know, at the uh, at the Board of Elections, but, you know, they don't exist in people's occupational reality and their shopping reality. You know, so so I am thinking about it as this sort of big cluster. And, you know, if I go to shopping environments um, where I see people from all over, you know, I do see some people being very careful. And then I see some others in the region, um, you know, who, who haven't gotten a memo yet.
1: I I will say again in closing here, Mayor Kelly Gertz, I say to you what I've said uh, on the air here already. Thanks for the generosity of your time here. Part of being mayor, I guess, you have to deal with knuckleheads like me from time to time. I appreciate you being generous with your time in all this.
0: I'm just another one of the knuckleheads, Tim. (laughs) I'm just glad to be with you.
1: Mayor Kelly Gertz, stay safe. Thanks for your time this morning.
0: You too, Tim.